Welcome to the School of Healing. I'm your host, Dominice Clifton. This podcast is dedicated to helping you release, reconnect, and remember your power. We focus on healing the mind, body, and emotions so that you can embrace rest, relieve stress, and understand how to build habits that put you on a path to living a thriving life. Every episode is a lesson. Each week you'll learn something new, but you'll also be encouraged to unlearn some things as well. Some lessons will come through conversations with healers and therapists so that you can start or expand your healing journey. Others will be personal stories of triumph over trauma so you know there's light at the end of the tunnel. If you are feeling called to go deeper in your healing journey, but you're unsure of where to begin, start here. I got you. Welcome back to another episode of the School of Healing. Thank you all for tuning in today. For anyone that is listening to uh, the podcast for the first time, thank you so much for being here. And then for uh, those who have listened to a couple of episodes, it's not that many out at this point, but if you listen to one before this one, um, definitely say thank you for tuning back in. So today I want to talk about burnout. Um If you are listening to this podcast, most likely you saw the title of the podcast and something in you was like, yes, that's where I am now. I need to listen to this. So we typically are searching for the things that we need. So I kept deciding, um, I guess, if I wanted to share this now, but I felt like it was so just appropriate for me to share this now because I am dealing with my own state of burnout and really trying to pull myself back from that as I am recording this. Um, It's a late evening for me and I'm exhausted. (laughs) I'm physically exhausted. I am mentally exhausted. I have been doing too much for too damn long and I am definitely at the point where like burnout is in my future, if I don't calm down, I have been having trouble sleeping. So it has been exasperating the burnout because I haven't been resting. And literally today I woke up and had bags under my eyes and I was like, okay, (laughs) I need to slow down. I need to honor my body. I need to listen to what my body is trying to tell me and really just find a way to begin to reset. And so as I am working on my own to really get myself back to a more, um, I guess, calm nervous system, because that's what it's about. It's like scientifically, when we get to the state of burnout, our nervous systems just have become overwhelmed with life and all the things that we have been throwing at it. And so I'm working now to kind of pull myself back from just months and months and months and months of months of going nonstop. For me, burnout has just been the way that I have functioned for so long. Like it's just been how I I have existed. And only in the last couple of years as I've learned more about stress and trauma and really how that shows up in our lives, I am realizing that, okay, this is not normal. It's not normal for me to always be exhausted. It's not normal for me to just constantly be in a space of depletion So the more I become aware of my body, the more that I can feel when I'm doing too much and I'm able to kind of like, you know, pause and 
hit the reset button. But there was a time where, again, I was just operating from burnout and I just thought it was normal because it was all that I knew. And a lot of people around me, you know, like as a society, it's something that we all deal with. So I will talk deeper in future episodes about how I was recently, recently, as in the beginning of this year, diagnosed with high functioning trauma and high functioning trauma is essentially, oof, couldn't get that out. High functioning trauma is essentially a way that you exist just in a constant state of doing and uh, perfectionism and overachieving. And that's been my life. Like that has been the way that I have existed. And part of that means that I am constantly dealing with burnout. I have better coping mechanisms to get through it now and to relieve it. But for so long, I have just been used to always doing the most. And so I'm in a space now of trying to unlearn that. But that means that sometimes I overdo it. I say yes to too many things at one time. And then I end up where I am now. I woke up. Uh, this morning exhausted I have not been sleeping well but midday I took a nap and then I woke up and I had bags under my eyes and I was just looking crazy and I was like oof it, it's ghetto here like I don't want to be here anymore I don't want to look the way that I look as I'm re- recording this podcast I know that I have to do better and I will I have the tools I have the techniques and I think a lot of times life really comes to give us uh, lessons so I have learned from being in a very like busy season of doing everything and saying yes to everything that I don't want to exist that way in my business. And so for me, it's been a lesson and I don't want to continue to overcompensate myself in this way in my personal life, definitely not in my business. And I am learning from that. So as I'm sharing this, as I'm sharing that I've been in a state of burnout, I'm also sharing that I understand the lessons that came from this season. And I know ways that I have to pivot to ensure that I don't continue getting back to this space. But we're going to come out of this thing together. So if you have been feeling burned out, overwhelmed, you know, all of that, by the end of this this episode, you should definitely have some strategies to help you not just to cope, but to really relieve the stress from your body and start to feel better. So let's dive in. All right, we are going to start by exploring how burnout looks for us. So burnout is something that we have to address on a mental, physical, and spiritual level. Before, I was always thinking about the physical, but this is really mind, body, and spirit. Like getting through burnout is really a a fully encompassing process of mind, body, and spirit. So on a a mental level, we have to learn to allow our minds to rest so that they don't become overwhelmed. Today, we are living in a day and age where we are, our minds are constantly in a state of arousal from social media to our phones, to our laptops, to Zoom calls. In in our modern day world with technology the way that it is, our minds are just constantly overstimulated and they never get a chance to rest. And even though we, as as times have changed, things around us have changed, our minds still, our bodies and our minds are still programmed the way that they were programmed thousands of years ago. And so at some point, taking in all of this information and all of this stimulation, it gets to be too much for us. And then we can reach the place of mental burnout. And I'll talk about what that looks like, what that has looked like for me. I have known over the last couple of months that I have been nearing or at the state of burnout because I just get to the point where I can't take any more information in. So I um, I started a 200-hour yoga program in October of 2021. 
I finished that program in four months and in February I finished that one. And then I jumped, literally, I jumped right into a 300 hour program. Probably was not the wisest thing to do, but I had committed to both of these programs many, many months before I had gotten scholarships and financial support. And so I wanted to keep my word to myself and also keep the word to these, um, the schools that I had, you know, said yes to. And so even though after I finished my 200 hour program, I was already tired and mentally exhausted. I still jumped into the 300 hours. And as we were getting to the end of the 300 hour program, it just got to the point where I, I just couldn't like retain information. I would be sitting in the classes, listening to the teachers, really interested in what they're talking about. But I was just at my mental capacity. So that's one way to know that you are you are burned out or maybe nearing the space of burnout if you just can't take in anything else. It's like a full sponge that is full to capacity with water that just needs to be wrung out before it can take anything else in, right? And so that was a sign for me. So mentally, I needed to let my mind rest. I had just been taking in, soaking up information for months on hand and my mind just couldn't take in anything else. So rest, resting our minds is is the way that we approach uh, burnout on, on a mental level. Another way that burnout shows up for me is that I stop nurturing myself consistently. And so what that means is that I don't have the energy and the effort to put towards the things that normally are my everyday routines. I try to, as often as possible, get up and have a morning routine. You know, I try to I try to move my body on a consistent basis. And when I get to the space of burned out, it becomes really, really hard for me to stick to my routines. So in addition to, you know, having an overloaded mental capacity, the things that nurture me and typically are helpful become really hard for me to stick to. I also find that I get this urge to turn back to emotional eating. And that for me, because I struggled for so long with overeating and unhealthy eating habits, that's a slippery slope. When I get to the space where I start mindlessly eating and I'm not even hungry, but every time I walk into the kitchen, you know, I have to grab something to snack on. I really have to tune in with myself and reset, like hit the reset button for sure. Because again, like it's, that's over two decades of coping with food in an unhealthy way. And so the same way that an alcoholic, you know, has to be really careful with not having drinks and that sort of thing. I have to be so mindful when um, I'm stressed out and overwhelmed that I don't constantly continue to overeat and make bad choices. I also no have noticed that burnout begins to affect my sleep pattern. So I will wake up with headaches. I will wake up in the morning feeling exhausted and my sleep pattern is all off. And I don't know if you've ever had a feeling where you wake up and it is it's in the morning time. It's the morning time, but you feel like it's 7 or 8 p.m. and like you're just ready for bed already. I've been having so many of those mornings and I'm like, yeah, I definitely have to rest my body. So just waking up exhausted, that's a sign for me that I am at the point of burnout. And then the last thing I'll share is I find myself, parenting becomes really hard. <laughs> I find myself being more impatient, a lot more irritable with my girls and, you know, just more snappy. It's like I can't control my emotions as easy when I'm at the space of burnout. Like my tolerance is really low. And, you know, it's it's one thing to not nurture and take care of yourself the way that you're supposed to. But when it starts to impact the people around you, especially your children as a parent, it can be really challenging. And that's definitely when I know that I have to pause and check in with myself and really begin to nurture myself and prioritize myself better. So I want you to think about 
maybe pausing for a second and just thinking about what burnout looks like for you. How does it show up in your life? Maybe as I was going through my list, a lot of those things resonated with you, but you might also have different ways that you cope and different ways that burnout shows up in your life. And so just take a second to think about that. I think that awareness is the most important piece of healing. We have to know about the things that are challenges for us. We have to know about, you know, we have to know when we are showing up in a way that is not necessarily healthy for us or the people around us so that we can make changes. So again, just pause and think about, you know, what it looks like for you when you feel overwhelmed. So now let's shift to talk about the stress response cycle, because we can't talk about burnout without without talking about the stress response cycle. So essentially, the way that our bodies work, stress is supposed to have a beginning, a middle and an end. So the beginning is really a space of balance or homeostasis. That's when everything is cool, calm and collective. And then the middle phase is the alarm phase. So something happened that triggers us and, you know, cue the stress response uh, signal, cue hormones, cue kick chemicals, all these things. That's the middle. We're supposed to go through the alarm phase and then we're supposed to go through the end of the cycle, which is recovery and rebuilding. So that's when we take time to pour into ourselves and nurture ourselves. The challenge with us is that we typically get caught in the middle. So we typically get caught in the space of our bodies being alarmed, our mental health being alarmed, and we never complete the stress response cycle. Now, that's okay occasionally, but when that happens over time again and again and again and the stress is piling on and we're not completing our stress cycles, it can be problematic and we end up in the space of burnout. So we have to make sure that we go through the cycle completely. And the last thing I'll share is you may be wondering, okay, so I understand the stress response cycle, but how do I know when I have completed the cycle? And that really is... You being in tune with your body, it's really intuitive. It's just like when you eat a, a meal and you feel full after the meal or when you have an orgasm, right? Like no one has to tell you what that feels like. Your body just knows. And in the same way, when it comes to stress, no one has to tell you what that feels like. You'll know. You'll feel better. Your mood will improve. You will feel your muscles, you know, begin to loosen up from being tight. So it's just an intuitive thing with you building a relationship with your body. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Oftentimes, we find that we have goals, but struggle with execution. Maybe you want to live healthier but you have never put a plan in place, so you never reach your goals. Or maybe you dream of entrepreneurship and freedom, but you can never find the time necessary to execute your goals. Time keeps moving and you stay busy. And then you look up and you've spent yet another year living a life that you don't truly desire. We're only getting older, friend. A goal without a plan is just a wish. It's time to stop wishing and start executing your goals, sis. Whether you have a personal goal, like living a more balanced and fulfilling life, or a professional goal, like starting your side hustle and mapping out your transition plan, I'm here to guide you. We'll spend the next six months working side by side to map out and execute your customized action plan. You'll be able to define success on your own terms so you can hop off the hamster wheel of comparison. 
own lane, own race, own pace. And the best part, you'll have ongoing accountability and support from me, so no more inaction or being held back by fear. Living the life of your dreams and choosing the path that sets your soul on fire requires clarity on your goals, facing your fears head on, and then executing on the plan. With me as your guide and God by our side, we must win. So if you're ready to take the next step to elevate your life, click the link in the show notes to schedule your free discovery call so that we can chat. Remember, you don't have to have the how figured out. You just have to have the courage to start. The universe will take care of the rest. Now, we experience stress every single day. From day to day, the type of stress may vary. So one day it might be something small, like, you know, dealing with rush hour traffic for a few minutes. The next day it might be something going on at work. And then the next day it could be family. And then the next day it could be traffic again. And then the next day it could be tr- the children. So every day we experience stress. And the goal is that every day we do things to complete our stress cycle. And if we aren't doing multiple things a day, the goal is at least to do one thing a day because we want to make sure that we are not just allowing the stress to pile up and accumulate. And my advice is to make it a priority like your life depends on it, because really it does. Stress is the at the root of five out of the six leading causes of death. And so if we don't prioritize it, it does eventually catch up with us and manifest itself in a lot of different ways. So I would suggest scheduling it into your calendar, like putting it, making it a part of your day. And then you also have to just experiment with the different practices that I'm going to share and find what works for you. It's not going to necessarily be practical to do everything every day or do one thing every day. So maybe you'll have different techniques that you can use for different, you know, different parts of the day or different times of day. So let's finish out with running through the ways that we complete our stress cycle. And there are seven or eight that I'm going to share with you. So the first one is physical activity. So physical activity is actually the most efficient way to relieve stress. It's the number one way. When we move our bodies, our bodies are able to release and move out the energy, the stored energy of things that we're holding on to. So this is the best way to do it. Now, you might not be able to do physical activity every single day, but it should be incorporated into, you know, your day multiple times a week. It can be any sort of physical activity. So you don't have to automatically assume that you have to start going to the gym if that's not your thing. You can go walking. You can go for a run. You can dance. You can swim. You know, finding a type of workout style, Zumba, you know, something that you enjoy. That's up to you. But you should move your body as often as possible. When you move your body, you want to move your body enough to the point where you are doing some deep breathing. Right. So like a a rapid breath. It shouldn't be just easy. And as far as time goes, anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes on a consistent basis is a great place to start. The second one is tapping or EFT, which stands for emotional freedom tech. And essentially, when you tap, you tap on different meridian points throughout the body that correlate with other organs and systems in your body. And so it's a way to combine ancient world 
you know, techniques such as Chinese acupressure with modern psychology. And this is very helpful for calming our nervous system and, you know, really rewiring our brain. And it has a whole bunch of it helps to resolve a whole bunch of issues. So anything like stress, which is what we're talking about today to anxiety, if you're dealing with emotional disorders, you know, it has a ton of benefits to it. So that's uh, tapping. So, so far we have physical activity, tapping. The third one is breathing. Now, this is deep breathing. So deep, slow breaths help to downregulate the stress system. You want to really breathe from the belly all the way up through the chest. So fully uh, taking air into the entire diaphragm, not just breathing from our chest, which is what a lot of us do when we're under constant stress. And this is wonderful because you always have access to your breath and you can do two minutes, you can do 10 minutes, you can do 30 minutes, like sitting down and making time for just controlling the breath because breath is automatic, but we can control the breath with deep breathing. It goes a long way in helping us to relieve stress. And it's wonderful because it's something that can help you in the moment. So if someone triggers you, you can do some deep breathing and immediately calm down your nervous system so you don't respond in a way that you regret later. Fourth, we have positive social interaction. So this is essentially being around people that feel safe to your body so your body knows that it can relax. And it doesn't necessarily have to be people that you know. This can be a barista that you meet at the coffee shop. It can be a stranger that is sitting next to you on a park bench that you spark up a conversation with. It can be anyone. But what it does is that it allows your body to relax and kind of say like the environment is safe, right? Like I can trust people. Um, And then we have laughter and laughter is great because we all love to laugh, right? We all love to have fun. So whether it's laughing and enjoying company and the people that you know, or it might be going to a comedy show or finding something funny to watch on Netflix, but laughter is really important. And you want it to be like a deep, hearty laugh, right? Like laugh from your, your gut, laugh from your, like your soul depends on it. Um, we have affection next as the six, the sixth strategy for completing the stress cycle. And this is really a deeper connection with someone that you love and trust. This doesn't have to be intimate. It doesn't have to be sex. It can just be you hugging your child for, you know, for a couple of seconds. It can be you expressing affection towards a pet by rubbing them and, you know, cuddling with them. It doesn't necessarily have to be, again, anything intimate. You want to hug someone, but you both want to be grounded. So it's it's not a hug where you thrust yourself into someone else and they're holding you up and supporting you and vice versa. When you're hugging them, they should be also grounded. So it's two people coming together to hug one another. And that safe embrace for about 20 seconds helps your body to calm down and complete the stress cycle. You could also do a six second kiss. 20 seconds and six seconds seem kind of long, but it really does help to release oxytocin in your body and help your body to calm down. So the next one on our list is a big cry. And the same way that we do a big, a big, ugly laugh, we should be doing a big, ugly cry. So when you cry, you don't want to focus on the thing that made you cry. You want to focus on the cry itself. So how the cry feels to you physically, right? So your face is warm. You feel the tears on your face. Maybe your nose is running. Really just concentrate on the feeling of the cry versus what made you cry. And then we finish out with creative expression. So this is... Anything that gives you energy, any sort of activities that are creative that give you energy and make you excited. It could be visual arts, performing arts, listening to music or making music, 
painting, whatever it looks like, cooking, uh, it differs from person to person. But finding something creative that you can do to help you take the stress that is in your body and really put it into art, really put it into whatever you do as an expression of art. So to run through the list one more time from the top to the bottom, we have physical activity, we have tapping, we have deep breathing, positive social interaction, laughter, affection, a big cry, and creative expression. So your homework after listening to this episode is to think about what you can begin to do on a consistent basis to help complete your stress cycle. Think about the time of day that you can do it. And you want to try to be consistent with the time of day. So if you decide that you're going to wake up in the morning and meditate for 10 or 15 minutes, try to do it every morning around the same time, right? Because consistency is more important than doing it for a really long duration. So if you can only do five minutes every day of meditation, then do that. Don't focus on, oh, I need to do an hour so I can only do it on on the weekend. So really think about which of the strategies that I gave you that you can commit to on a consistent basis and also give yourself room to mix it up. One week, something might work for you and it might not work for you the next week, but you want to make sure that you have things, a couple of things in your in your toolbox that you can go to often. And the last thing I'll say is, so remember to have grace with yourself, be patient with your body. Our ego might, you know, we might do something a couple of times and our ego might be like, okay, I've been doing this for a week or I've been doing this for a month. Like I need to be feeling better. But your body really decides. Your body is the thing that decides how long the healing and recovery process takes. So just have grace with yourself. And I share that, you know, I've been kind of operating in like a very fast paced state for a couple of months. And so if you can relate to that and, you know, have experienced that sort of life for yourself, just remember that this might take some time. Like for me, you know, I feel like I need a full reset at this point so that I get back to sleeping good and, you know, just not being in a constant state of arousal. And that is going to take some time for me. So I am in the process right now of really figuring out what that looks like for my life. All right, I will wrap up with saying this. Once you think about your strategy, so the things that you are going to be implementing on a consistent basis, and once you've scheduled it into your schedule, either take a screenshot of your schedule or take a screenshot of this episode and let me and tag me on Instagram at the School of Healing Podcast and let me know which strategies you found most helpful for you or that resonated with, with you that you will begin to implement on a consistent basis. And also, if you know a family member or friend who is constantly struggling with burnout and exhaustion and doing the most and just always in a state of doing, please share this episode with them so that they can come up with their own strategies and systems to help them with completing their stress cycle. So pass this along to someone that you care about, y'all. This is important. Okay, so that is it for today. And I'm going to leave you the same way that I will leave you after every episode. This is the reminder to keep releasing, keep reconnecting, and keep remembering. Until the next time we are together again, school's out. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The School of Healing. You can check out the show notes to connect and learn more about any resources that were shared today. If you're on Instagram, let me know what resonated with you today. Take a screenshot, share it in your stories, and tag me so that we can stay connected. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Especially be sure to rate and review the podcast if you really liked it. If you didn't, that's okay too.